Good morning, everyone. This is Christopher Glenn with the CBS World News Roundup. The jostling for position among Democrats trying to draw a bead on the White House next year has taken a major turn. This is Steve Young in New York, where a top Democrat last night announced his decision not to run for the Democratic Party presidential nomination. New York Governor Mario Cuomo, the Democratic Party's best-known governor, broke the surprise political news on a WCBS radio call-in program. I'm very, very grateful to a lot of people who suggested that I might adequately serve as a candidate myself, but the decision I've made, I think, is best for my state, best for my family, and I think also best for my party. Many regarded Cuomo as perhaps as strong a candidate as former Senator Gary Hart. Hart issued a statement calling Cuomo a leading conscience of the Democratic Party. After scheduling many out-of-state visits, Cuomo didn't say why he snatched his hat out of the ring. Political observers like Jack Newfield thought it came down to a personal decision. He's only 54 years old. I think he could easily run in five years when I'll be 59. I think he could end up vice president to, to Hart or to none in a perfectly balanced ticket. Or I think he might someday end up on the Supreme Court of the United States. Cuomo sounded like a candidate just a few days ago. Cuomo's top aides said last night even they were surprised at his withdrawal, expecting it would be at least another week before he dropped the other shoe. Steve Young, CBS News, New York. On the Republican side, Vice President Bush has taken a big step toward a formal declaration of his candidacy, announcing formation of a George Bush for President Committee. His final decision isn't expected for some months, though. An annual get-together of conservatives in Washington has additional meaning this time as the Reagan years tick away. Terrence Smith reports. Some 1,200 conservative activists have gathered in Washington to contemplate their political future after Ronald Reagan. The president, and before him Barry Goldwater, have been their standard bearers for more than a generation. But who is their candidate for 1988? Pat Buchanan, the outgoing White House communications director, doubts they can agree on one. There are conservatives in the camp of every Republican out there running for the nomination. Uh, I don't know exactly where they're going to uh, wind up. It's sort of like a herd that's milling around waiting for that pistol shot to stampede. But Buchanan, who flirted briefly with the idea of carrying the conservative standard himself, questions whether that stampede will come soon enough. And columnist Kevin Phillips believes the movement itself is in danger of fragmenting. If it looks like we're really not going to go over the top, then let's pursue our own specialized uh, interests. And you'll see the religious people push their agendas, the national security people likewise. Splintered as they may be, the conservatives are still a powerful factor in the Republican Party. They tend to dominate the candidate selection process and the convention. Republican contenders for 88 who ignore the conservatives do so at their own peril. Terrence Smith, CBS News, Washington. Time on the roundup, three and a half minutes past the hour. Can you feel it? introduced more all-new models in one year than anyone in history, along with a whole new attitude. We call it driving innovation. You'll call it hot. 
like new Pulsar MX with blistering 16-valve performance and standard T-Roof for wide-open fun. New Pathfinder, four-wheeler magazine's 4x4 four four of the year with its award-winning comfort and off-road power. And the newest, longest wide-body van. No matter what you're looking for, Nissan makes the cars that make you feel like driving. This is the news station, KNX. A front-page story in the Wall Street Journal claims President Reagan in January 1986, against strong advice from his aides and some officials of the CIA and FBI, authorized the CIA to kidnap suspected terrorists overseas and bring them back to the U.S. to stand trial. The Washington Post is reporting that the White House and CIA had plans in the summer of 1985 for a joint invasion with Egypt of Libya. The newspaper says the plan was eventually thwarted by strong opposition from the State and Defense Departments. Another report in the New York Times and Los Angeles Times tells of startling testimony given by former National Security Advisor Robert McFarlane in the hospital room where he's recovering from a drug overdose. He's quoted as saying he helped draft an inaccurate chronology of the Iran affair to protect President Reagan from political damage. There seems no end to the bad news for the White House as we hear from CBS News correspondent Jacqueline Adams. Officials here are readying themselves for an extremely critical report on their Iran policy from the Tower Commission next Thursday. At the same time, Chief of Staff Donald Regan is under increasing pressure to resign. Sources say that First Lady Nancy Reagan stopped talking with Regan after he hung up on her last week during a conversation about the president's travel schedule. That sounds like insider gossip, but Mr. Reagan has long relied on his wife's opinion, especially on personnel matters. Regan's defenders also believe that those out to get the chief of staff leaked the story about the president's flip-flop in his conversations with the Tower Board. On January 26th, Mr. Reagan remembered events as former National Security Advisor Robert McFarlane has testified that he authorized the initial August 1985 Israeli shipment of arms to Iran before the fact. Eleven days later, the president changed his position to the one Regan testified to. That approval came after the shipment. Whatever the facts, there's a growing feeling in Washington that confusion and mismanagement are weakening the Reagan presidency on Donald Reagan's watch. Jacqueline Adams, CBS News, the White House. Six and a half minutes after the hour. What makes banking at Great American so special? It's the spirit of Great American's people. Call it teamwork. Call it caring enough to make the extra effort. It's the great American spirit, helping you make the most of your time and money. You can feel it all around you. The spirit great American First Savings Bank, member FSLIC. Sighs of relief heard from Washington over the decision of a key leader of the U.S.-backed Contra rebels in Nicaragua to stay on. Deborah Potter has the story. 
A senior State Department official recently called Arturo Cruz as close as you can get to being irreplaceable. So it's no wonder the Reagan administration was relieved when Cruz announced his decision to stay in the Contra leadership. Secretary of State Schultz publicly welcomed his decision during an appearance on Capitol Hill. What uh, seems to be taking place is a movement toward a broader um, directorate. And as far as the administration is concerned, we are encouraging that. In fact, administration officials did more than encourage Cruz. They helped to force out another Contra leader in an effort to end the bickering between the rebel factions. Officials here hope the leadership shakeup will improve chances for winning new aid to the Contras on Capitol Hill. Deborah Potter, CBS News, the State Department. The Bank of Japan has taken the axe to a key interest rate once again. Barry Peterson in Tokyo has details. What a cheap loan. You'll find it in the highest-priced city in the world, Tokyo. The Bank of Japan cut its prime rate again on Friday. It's now at 2.5%. It was done under pressure from the United States. American officials see it as a pump-priming measure for the Japanese economy, a way to wean the Japanese off selling so many exports by sparking business and consumer demand within Japan. And it's good public relations on the eve of a weekend meeting in Paris of finance ministers from several major countries, including Japan and the United States. The Japanese want to stop the slide of the dollar and the rise in the value of the yen, which makes their goods more expensive worldwide. Export profits here are tumbling. Businesses are laying off workers. Today's action may give the Japanese ammunition for their argument that the dollar has slipped enough, Japan has suffered enough. Barry Peterson, CBS News, Tokyo. Late word, Soviet authorities have freed Jewish activist Yosef Begun from Kristopol prison where he was reunited with his wife and son. Family members in Moscow give us that information. It's ten minutes past seven o'clock. Some business travelers who fly to places like... think they might have to miss out on things like... But KLM offers gracious service and amenities to 125 cities worldwide. So, whether you're flying to... Or... Or... You'll never have to miss out on... For reservations, call your travel agent or KLM Royal Dutch Airlines.